Good evening, and welcome to Weird Mountain, where the men are tough and the sheep are scared. I'm Gomez the Yardman. While the gals are busy doing whatever it is witches do this time of year, I thought I'd take a moment to let you know how much we all appreciate you listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I also wanted to let you know that things can sometimes get a little strange up on Weird Mountain. Especially this time of year, the veil, she's very thin. What you're about to hear are stories. But are they just stories? The gals say no. Decide for yourself. But don't say I didn't warn you. No! <laughs> There's a bunch of memes like that out. There's one that's got a photo, and I'm pretty sure it's not staged. It looks pretty real to me. And it's got this woman with her beehive hairdo. And she's got, uh, do you know Ennui, if I say that word, Ennui? Um, looks like she's just bored with life and she's slow. She's trying to pour some wine into the kid's little pumpkin head. (laughs) It's like, you know, she's a little snockered right there. And she's just, she got the cigarette on the ashtray. There's a, there's a bunch of great memes right now. Like like one, this is like one of those sixties mom, you know, and she's, She's got a beautiful plate full of big candy bars. And of course, that that was gold. Oh, yeah. And somebody is standing, you know, the next group of kids is standing on the sidewalk waiting to come in. And the one of them yells, oh, she's got the long ones. I love the long ones. I love (laughs) long ones. And the woman is saying, yes, so does your mother. Yeah, if you see that meme, you need to send that on to me. I will, or maybe I'll just post it. Yeah, they're so funny. Of course, they're not funny because these are women who were desperately sad, a lot of them, and they were drinking themselves into an early grave because they maybe they wanted to do something with their lives they couldn't do because the culture or their husband or family wouldn't allow them. Blah blah blah, all that stuff that we know now, but we didn't know then. We just wondered why all the housewives in the community were drunk so much. <laughs> well, I never, I, it never even occurred to me that that was a thing, that the, the moms would be drunk or anything like that. Although in hindsight, I'm pretty sure that I know, remember at least one or two that had to be drinking based on the way they would talk and act and stuff like that. They had to be drinking, but I, I never did notice it when I was a kid. And then when I was older, I found out what mother's little helper meant yes ma'am and mother's little of course that was about the same time that i found out what a few other things meant too uh in, in, in the grown-up the, the wisdom of the world was revealed to us and then we knew and then we knew <laughs> <laughs> but i so imagine I so my favorite halloween tradition of course was you know going to get candy because i love candy the long ones. We didn't often have the long ones in our neighborhood. Those you were lucky ones. if you got some peanut butter kisses. Uh, mm, and yeah. apples. You remember when they give you apples or those little tiny boxes of raisins? 
And you just felt so cheated. Yeah, I did. I really didn't like those. And I remember too, with apples, the urban legend, if it was an urban legend about people putting razor blades in the apples and needles. Oh yeah. I wonder if anybody ever found a razor blade in an apple. I don't know. You, you remember that though? Oh, I do. And when you could take your candy bite to someplace and they would x-ray it for you. Remember that? No, it might've been like a, like a fire department. I don't know why the fire department went in the x-ray machine, but that just stuck in my head, but you could go and have your uh, candy x-ray to make sure it didn't have any um, razor blades. In oh my God. Did, was that, was that a concern as a, as a mom? Was that a concern for you? No, no. Cause by then nobody was given apples much. They were, we were uh, hyper vigilant. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. Let me slice that apple up for you, honey, and dip it in some caramel sauce. It'll be yummy. <laughs> but yeah, apples. I used to get mad about apples because I could. We had an apple orchard. I could get apples anytime I wanted to. Oh yeah, we ate apples. I couldn't get no damn Tootsie Roll pops <laughs> off a tree. That's right. Thank you or, very much. Or a long musketeer bar. <laughs> long one. I did like the long ones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then when my daughter was little, we, we didn't have a whole lot of people in our neighborhood here that had children or would leave their porch light on. So we would take her over to, to my mother's and grandmother's over in Montford. And she would go with her friend and she had a lot of friends in that area and they would go trick or treating together in Montford, which was, it still is a good place to go y'all. Oh, really? I imagine it would be. I imagine it would be. Yeah. And it'd be fun to walk through Montford on Halloween night. Yeah. Rustling through the leaves. And there was that that street over in West Asheville that was, it's like Halloween central, but I guess they're probably not doing any of that this year, are they? They are not doing that. And what you're talking about is one of those streets off of Haywood Road there, and it might be Vermont or something. It is. It is Vermont. And it's a, a road that's just kind of off to itself in its own little gentrified neighborhood. And it had turned into just a mob scene, really. And I'm not kidding. That's all you could call it is a mob scene on Halloween. Yeah. Because it became known in the area as, as a place that was, you know, kid friendly, bring your kids here and we're going to do it up for Halloween. And so that's what they did. And I don't even want to think about what those families were spending on Halloween decorations. Uh-huh. And candy. And candy, I'm sure. And there was one family that always showed a movie on the side of their house. <laughs> Wonder what it was. They're all different movies. It was, you know, like scary Halloween movies. Ah. It was scary like The Mummy and like Frankenstein. It wasn't scary like Chucky's Bride or stuff like that. Well, I have to tell you, as you know, I don't watch much on on the tube, but uh, I I was able to watch the Halloween, the Halloween special. And I know you know what I'm talking about. I know which one you that it is. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Well, I know. It's the Paul Lind Halloween special. 
What? It's, oh my gosh, I haven't seen that in a hundred years. Yeah, I like to I like to mess with people on that because everybody thinks that the the Charlie Brown one is the only one, and it's like for me, no, I want that Paul Lynn special, and he only did it one time, and that's all that was needed. Oh my God, what a character he was. It was it was the cheesiest, most hilarious thing. And our good buddy Craig is the one who introduced me to it. But of course. Paul, of course. And Paul would have, or he did have on the show, he had Tim Conway, he had Pinky Tuscadero, he had Florence Henderson. He had <laughs> Yep, he had Witch, and she was in a black lace dress at one point singing the worst version of that old black magic that I've ever heard. He had the gal who played the witch in Wizard of Oz. He had Witchy Poo on it. He had, uh, oh, he had Donnie and Marie on it. And he had Kiss, the band. They came down in an elevator. You are are kidding me now. I'm not. I am so not kidding you. And it is just, it's the only thing you should be watching on Halloween. I'm sorry. Well, I've. I seem to remember seeing that, but boy, when you said kiss, I'm thinking, well, maybe I didn't see that. <laughs> it was the greatest. I'm, I'm going to have to look that one up. Well, thanks, Craig. <laughs> well, it was, uh, it, it was a surprise to me, but I can't imagine it had at one point, Paul end was dressed up as a latex and rhinestone wearing 18 wheeler truck driver. And he had a open, he had like a, his leather jacket or shirt or whatever he was wearing there was open basically down to the waist. And I'm pretty, it had to be fake. Okay. There was this thick thatch of bright orange hair on his, <laughs> on his chest. It's like, you know, men nowadays, they don't show hair on the chest anymore. Evidently that's not kosher, but this, this was just, I don't know what to say. I just, it, seared a place in my mind forever (laughs) (laughs) well i mean paul lind even just on hollywood squares is seared into our brains (laughs) yes he is most definitely so this was a subject i didn't plan on talking about but i'm kind of glad we are because i tell you you never know what we're going to talk about we'll be starting on one thing and suddenly there we are on Poland has a big old pelt of fake hair on his chair. <laughs> and Pinky Tuscadero, that was that skip where he was the uh, truck driver as he was racing Tim Conway. And Tim Conway was a driver carrying a, like a truckload of nitroglycerin or something. I can't remember exactly. And Paul Lind was, he didn't never did say what he was traveling, but they were both trying to race to get to this diner where Pinky Tuscadero was. So that the, one of the first one there was going to marry her or something. <laughs> it was marry a euphemism. I guess it must have been because <laughs> was not going to be marrying nobody. Oh, no. This was also the time when he played Lawrence of Arabia. And there was some woman. What It might have been Florence Henderson again. I, th- I think it was. And he had this long, passionate kiss with whoever it was. And I remember I was looking at it last night and I was thinking, yeah, no. I, yeah. Hey, it's acting. Come on. Come and it was on. good. He did a good job with it. Rock Hudson did it. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's actually, it's acting. You're right. But it was, it's just hilarious it to watch Paul Lynn at all. 
And and he's not a singer, let me just say, but he tried. <laughs> he tried. Oh and Pinky Tuscadero is not a singer either, and she tried. And once you hear her sing that, whatever it is, Disco Lady, she's <laughs> You know that song? I do. Of course I do. Move it in. She sounds like she sounds like Jerry Jerry Lewis and not Jerry Lee Lewis, but Jerry Lewis singing <laughs> Disco Lady. Because she goes, Disco Lady. You know? <laughs> oh, Pinky, stop. Please. <laughs> so, that's prob- that's my <laughs> so that's my favorite Halloween show, followed by uh, any of the Adams family. I love the Adam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I grew up, you know, with a, a weirdo for a mama, and I was reading ghost stories and watching supposedly scary movies and all that stuff from a very young age. So things just don't scare me now like they used to. Well, I don't know that they ever scared me because I've been doing it. I've been doing that stuff for so long. And my poor old daughter, and I know I've mentioned this probably before, is that she will recommend some she'll go oh mom you gotta see this movie it's gonna scare the pants off of you and i'm like hmm meh well that's you have you can tell the difference between reality and and non-reality and i always had a problem with that and i you know it scared the shit out of me i i think you are giving me way too much credit that you think i can tell the difference between reality and non-reality well you know I don't know what to say. I know I can't do it very well. I've never had any tolerance for scary movies at all. Did you ever go to haunted houses? Yeah, but they they're not scary. It's just it's all built on your um your um shock reflex mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or your startle reflex. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh. And so I would get startled, but it's not like it was scary. Well, back back in my day, haunted hey. houses were just fun. Basically, nowadays they will scare the crap out of you, yeah, and they'll do it on purpose. They'll make you sign a waiver before you go in, and you know they do all this stuff to build you up to be scared when you get there. And then they do whatever they need to do to scare the crap out of you. But back when I was a kid, a haunted house was maybe a little scary and maybe not. And the haunted house, I've participated in a couple, couple years in a haunted house that the Boy Scouts would put on. And they did it in the basement of the Baptist Church in West Asheville. Of course. So, yeah. So here I'm a girl in the Boy Scouts haunted house, you know, and I remember that I was always in the surgery room. And so my specialty was the eyeballs. And eyeballs were peeled grapes yes. in a bowl. And, of course, it would be dark in the room. So you'd take somebody's hand and you'd push, put it into the bowl and you'd say, hand me one of those eyeballs, please. <laughs> <laughs> and what? A, and spaghetti was guts. Oh, that's right. Cold spaghetti. Yes, yes, yes. We discovered that if you took stick pretzels, rod pretzels, Mm-hmm. And got them wet that they could be worms. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Oh, that uh, that's a sweet memory. It was. I love those haunted houses. Yeah. Not knowing that I would later grow up to to you know be in many haunted houses and live in at least one or two. That but haunted is. in a different way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly right. Haunted was a different thing. 
Well, you know, Byron, there was a story that I wanted to ask you about because I don't really know anything much about it. And I've heard you mention it. It was about the bride and groom, Pisgah. Oh, yeah, that's something, you know, I grew up out there in that area. Mm -hmm. And when the when we have a heavy frost or a snow, then if you look on the the side of Mount Pisgah, you it looks like a bride and a groom standing there and she's got a long veil and he's got like a top hat and it's a naturally occurring phenomenon with the, the way the trees grow and I guess there's rock outcroppings and stuff oh. but it always has afforded different kinds of legends in the area I wrote a play about it god blue million years ago 30 years 35 years ago wow and in the play it was one of those I see dead people moments because it was set in the roaring 20s and there were all these tourists. There were bird watchers coming in and different tourists coming in. And there was this fabulous flapper couple that yeah. were so sophisticated and so amazing. As it turned out, they were the bride and groom on Pisgah that even though people were interacting with them and all that, they were dead. They found their, at the end of the play, they found, find their bodies and she's got on her flapper dress and he's got on his, you know, tux and they find their bodies and, and the ghosts have to come to terms with the fact that they're ghosts. Oh, it's, a, oh. it's a very silly play, but there's lots of, of legends about that. And one of them is this really cool ghost story about a girl who is running away from an abusive situation at home. Yeah. And it's an older man who who is gonna you know sweep her off her feet and take her away and take care of her but he's he's not a very nice person either and so she she steals some money from her daddy and um and she's gonna run off with this guy she packs a little suitcase okay and and they're they're going up or down mount pisgah i can't remember there but they're running away and they're on mount pisgah and she gets tired because she, you know, they're hiking up this mountain. And he tells her he never really wanted to run away with her, that she's, you know, she's a rube and she's dumb and she's got buck teeth or whatever. He just wanted the money. So he picked up the suitcase that he thought was the suitcase full of money. Yeah. But it was really the, her clothes. And he he pushed her and then she fell down the mountain and died. And then he got a little bit higher and he wanted to look at the money. He opened up the suitcase and it wasn't. He got so mad that he lost his balance and he fell down the mountain and died too. And that forever after, you can see the two of them on the side of the mountain, the mountain that, that ultimately they died on. But the backstory of it like that is so sad. And it makes you think about how many other young girls got bamboozled. Mm. doing something like that and then ended up paying a big price it was a common story and you know most of the urban legends are based in a little bit of reality at some it's like even helen's bridge we know that's a local urban legend and it probably isn't at all what the legend says but there's going to be some element of it that could be applied most likely that story is 
have you ever heard the ghost story for the basement of the Grove Park Inn? Or I say the basement, but it's just the lower floor. The pink lady. I don't think I have. Tell me that one. The pink lady was uh, another story. Pink lady, yeah. Yeah. It's similar though, you know? Yeah, tell it. Well, she was so distraught over her husband being unfaithful on her wedding night or or deciding to leave her right after they had been married that she threw herself off the balcony in the hotel and splatted down on the floor and died. Uh, and of course they've built a lot of urban legends around it. And I will tell you this, I had a friend who came here from Los Angeles who wanted to see some something in Asheville. And I took him to the Grove Park Inn and we wandered all through that place trying to find any evidence of any kind of paranormal activity. Okay. At the end of the evening, we found ourselves down on that bottom level there. And I didn't know the pink lady story at the time, or I didn't actually, I take it back. I knew enough to know that there was a pink lady at the Grove Park Inn, but I didn't realize that it was like a bottom level thing. Uh And we had been all through that place, just all through the old part of it, the new part of it, places we weren't supposed to go, you name it. And finally, we were getting ready to go for the evening. We were tired and found ourselves down on that bottom level and sat down on a grouping of furniture at the bottom there. And we noticed that several times while we were talking, the light beside us, it was one of those floor torchair lights. Mm-hmm. It would it dimmed in the weirdest way. And we were making comments about the fact that it must be because this was the older part of the Grove Park Inn and the electricity must not be as stable because it kept doing that kind of thing on, off, on, off. And finally, the point came where we went to leave. We go to the elevator and it was an old fashioned elevator that had to be worked with by an attendant. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned that to him about y'all need to do something about that electricity down there. And he laughed and told us that, that grouping of furniture is where the lady fell and died. Ah, <laughs> yes. Now, is it true? I don't know. It's such a legend at this point that who can tell? Oh, I love that. It's a weird little story. And it, it was one of those that just kind of happened by accident which is how most of them happen with me. <laughs> well, I, I imagine every building in town that's of a certain age has got to have some spirit activity. It does. I'm sure. I'm really sure. But so many things have happened there. I think about like the courthouse. Oh, yeah. Where so many people have had to, you know, where life and death situations have, have been parsed over. Mm-hmm how awful that must be, you know, some of parts of that, especially the bank of elevators. I'm just saying, just look out for them elevators. Yeah. Well, you know, we've talked about it before. Maybe we haven't, I don't remember, but part of the research into Asheville's history and stuff that I did made me become aware of the fact that everybody seemed to jump to their death in Asheville. It was strange, the percentage of people who would jump to their death, considering the fact that we don't really have a lot of tall buildings. No. But, you know, EF Groves building, even as recently as about three years ago, I was doing a ghost tour and and someone had just jumped to their death. 
and, and oh, is it the, the Jackson, is it the Jackson building that's the really thin building that yes, has those gargoyles. gargoyles? Yeah. Yeah. And gargoyles used to, they were going to go to the Biltmore State and the last minute they didn't and Mr. Jackson bought them, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's the building that so many people jumped from there. And again, I don't know if this is an urban legend or not, but I don't think that it is. I think this is true. So many people jumped and the story goes that when the water department went through there and redid all the water lines set about 20 years ago, I guess it was, they put the cement that's there around the building, then they dug it up and then they replaced it with a target. And yes, that's it's a brick, a brick target and the sidewalk. Right. It's, you know, it's concentric circles, but yeah, if you know the story of how many people jumped off the Jackson building, which I guess was the tallest building in downtown for the longest time. It was, and it still holds the record, as far as I know, in the United States for being the tallest and most narrow building in the United States. And I think it's the tallest building that doesn't have an elevator. It doesn't have an elevator? No, I don't think so. Wow. There's an elevator yeah. next to it. That's right. The building next yeah. to it has but got an elevator. That doesn't make sense. There's got to be taller buildings without elevators. I I would, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on tall buildings, but I do know that you're right. Concentric circles, that's the way to describe it. And that it really is there. There's no other place in Asheville that has that. So what? What's the point? And that's right outside where W.O. Wolf had his monument carving business. Really? Yeah, that was in the basement of the Jackson building. There's some pictures of him with the sign for his building there. Interesting. I mean, the sign for his business there at that building. That is interesting. But so back to the point, the point that I was making is that Asheville's a strange town and the inhabitants are some strange strange people do. And to take yourself out by jumping, I, you know, I don't know. And, and I would assume that, well, I don't even think we should get into this subject being recorded. So let me just say, I think that it's odd that so many people through the years jump to their death in Asheville. Okay. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Hey, everyone. It's Gomez the Yardman. I wanted to break in here for a moment to let you know how much the gals have been enjoying your feedback. It really makes their day. I want to encourage you to continue to send in your stories, questions, comments, and thoughts. You can psychically send them if you know how to do that, or just use social media. <sighs> Muggles.